sisters who grew up watching the 10th kingdom and love it so much we decided to make a podcast about it in order to have an appropriate venue to discuss all of our thoughts on this amazing NBC TV miniseries that aired in the year 2000. We are re-watching and reviewing the 10th kingdom in 45 minute chunks and the plan is to publish 10 episodes of Wendell Radio to cover the whole miniseries. We discuss the plot, the characters, the fashion, the scenery, the CGI, and everything else you've been dying to hear two randos talk about in regard to your favorite TV miniseries. Thank you for joining us on our journey through the Ten Kingdoms. In today's episode, we will discuss the fifth 45-minute chunk of the Ten Kingdom, and we're going to finish out our, with our standard segments with a special guest segment where we interview two fellow fans of the show who also happen to be sisters. Yeah, it's a good segment. Spoilers, though, and we'll remind you later. Yes, there are spoilers. Um, and also, uh, sorry for the lag in episode publications, by the way. <laughs> um, we wanted to like publish the last Friday of the month, but then, you know, we just got busy and stuff. So we're excited to finally bring you episode five. Yay. Please write to us at wendellradio10 at gmail.com and let us know how you got introduced to the series, who your favorite character is, or just anything else you want to share with us. And we might even read your letter on the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at wendellradio10 for notifications of new episodes. And then lastly, for our housekeeping bit, um, there is a petition you can sign to make the Tenth Kingdom 2 happen. Just go over to change.org and look up Make the Tenth Kingdom 2 Happen. The (laughs) petition is trying to reach 15,000 signatures. So if you haven't signed it already, please do. I think we're almost there. There's like a little above 14,000 signatures, I want to say. Oh, wow. Very close. Yeah. And while I'm hopeful for this, I'm like, okay, when we hit 15,000, who's going to care? You know, (laughs) but whatever. Just do it because it could help, potentially. Who knows? Yeah. Um, All right, so before we jump into our bullet point summary of the fifth chunk that we watched, um, we're going to do our newish segment of potential titles. Uh, This episode, we've decided to call, Oh, the Chickens! (laughs) Um, But here are our (laughs) our potential other titles we were, um, you know, contemplating. Uh, We will shear you. The Sheep Sucks. Wilf, <laughs> little dwarf housewife, <laughs> want to go for walkies? <laughs> I am a complete idiot. <laughs> Judge about, <laughs> and then little lamb village shenanigans, <laughs> which is basically what this entire episode entails. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're all very fitting. Yeah, but we went with oh the chickens, <laughs> classic wolf line. <laughs> I think okay. most of our episode titles are probably wolf lines. I know, because he has the best ones. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into our bullet point summary. If you're new to the pod, first we're going to do our uh, bullet point summary of what we watched in this 45-minute chunk, and then we're going to hop into our juicy bits and discuss like the real like meat and interesting things that happened um, within this chunk, and then we'll go to our standard segments where we talk about um, the fashion, music, fairy tales, CGI, the scenes and landscapes, And then finally, we'll end with hot or not before um, we will take a break and then give you guys our interview of our fellow fans. So let's jump into our bullet point summary. So the trio and the golden prince, they arrive at the little lamb village to track down the mirror that Acorn sold to someone there. The town's home to the Peep family and others and is the middle 
and when they arrive it's the middle of their annual harvest festival. We learn that the town used to be famous throughout the Nine Kingdoms for its magic wishing well, which has sadly been dry for decades. Womp womp. Um, Wolf is having his quote-unquote time of the month <laughs> and is running a fever as well, sweating profusely and having cramps. Um, he ends up resting in the barn they're staying at for the night while Tony and Virginia go off to search for the mirror. Yes, he cuddles a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Virginia and Tony do have dinner at the Peep family restaurant, and it's very apparent that this town is run by the Peeps at this point because you can see all the shops have the Peep name on them. And while Tony and Virginia dine, they see the mirror on a list of prizes for winners of the Little Lamb Village Harvest Festival competitions. Um, Wolf ends up joining them for dinner randomly at the restaurant, and Virginia has to save him some from peep dudes who don't like Wolf <laughs> talking to the peep ladies. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about the peep dudes. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> also, I realize when like, we're talking about a harvest festival, I don't really think it's called that. They call it just like their annual town competition or something, right? Yeah. Okay. But it's basically the same thing. I think we're getting that from, um, what's that video game? Oh, yeah, uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they all bring their town veggies and stuff for competition. Yeah. yeah. A little crossover there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Virginia and Wolf are, like, finishing up at the restaurant. Tony head back, heads back to their barn room, and he spies on the Peak family, and he sees them showing the secret to their family's success to a newly adult member of the Peep, of the Peep family, Sally Peep. Turns out the leader of the Peak family, Wilf, and his deceased brother diverted the town's magic wishing well decades ago. So the Peeps are so successful because they use the magic water and hoard it for themselves. Dirty cheats. Dirty cheats, yeah. Uh, Virginia takes Wolf back to the barn while Tony's doing that, and he wigs out on her, completely goes nuts. <laughs> um, then he goes outside and braids himself <laughs> for going nuts on her. <laughs> yeah, for being... A wolf, I guess, and having a wolf nature that mm. comes to light at the moon. Yeah, he calls himself a dirty animal, mm -hmm. which is sad. I know, it is sad. I don't like when he's, like, mean to himself. I don't like that either. But he was pretty harsh to her. Um, the queen shows up in, a like, a watering trough and asks Wolf about his companions because she can't see them still, but he doesn't reveal anything. Yeah. Um, the next morning, Tony awakens Virginia, and he brings her, like, a super ugly sheep. <laughs> So that she can compete in the competition's um, the best sheep and shepherdess contest because that's the uh, contest that will yield the winner a magic mirror. Well, just a mirror. Nobody else knows this magic. Um, so he's going to use the magic well's water to beautify the sheep so Virginia can win. Um, Tony brings her some discarded and/or stolen curtains, um, <laughs> and she is has to make a shepherdess outfit out of it which we will definitely talk about in Lord Rupert's Fashion Corner because it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Wolf shows up back at the barn and is all sweaty and covered in blood and says he's not feeling good and he can't remember what happened last night and he asks Virginia to tie him up. And then there's like this really, well, we'll get into it, but the juicy bits of that scene, yeah, <laughs> him getting tied up. <laughs> so while he's tied up, the queen tries to contact him again and he starts transforming before our eyes into a wolf. Um, and he gets yellow eyes, fangs, and super strength. Yeah, so he just busts out of them ropes. Uh, so he's on the loose again. It is revealed that a chicken coop was ransacked and a bunch of chickens were killed. Meanwhile, Virginia competes in the Miss Shepherdess competition. All the competitors have to sing a sheep song. Virginia and Sally tie for first. Um, and the judge creates a tiebreaker shepherdess competition where they have to get their sheep from one side of a runway into a gate, like down... 
I guess, through the village. Yeah. Sheepdogs are allowed, um, which obviously Virginia doesn't have one, right. so it seems like Sally's going to win. Right. Um, and while Virginia is competing, Tony uses the magic wishing wheel waters to restore Prince from his golden statue to his dog form. Yay! He's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did save the day on that one. Oh, yeah. Um, Prince, Prince ends up saving the day when he runs to the competition and gets Virginia's sheep into the pen just in time for Virginia to beat Sally Peep. Sally gets super mad <laughs> at Wilf and blames him for her losing because he was in charge of the magic water. Yeah, for her she, sheep. she tells him that he made her look like a fool in front of the village. It's like, oh no, you're making yourself look like a fool. Yeah, by throwing a tantrum. <laughs> uh, she storms off crying and it shows Wolf creeping behind a bush nearby. Ruh -ruh. Um, Virginia and Tony are super excited to have won a mirror. Tony gives like a little <laughs> speech <laughs> where he's like, no one man could have done it. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Team effort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They take the um, mirror back to the barn room, figure out how to turn it on. They, like, gaze at Central Park. And then they start hearing, like, an angry mob calling for Wolf. Because um, turns out Sally's dead and Wolf is put on trial for killing her. So instead of going home, Virginia agrees to represent him in his trial, even though she knows nothing about their <laughs> boss or anything. Yeah. The jury, turns out, is made up of sheep, because why wouldn't it be? And they have fresh fr fruits and veggies in the guilty pen, <laughs> so it seems a little biased. Virginia tries to do a good job um, at being Wolf's lawyer, but it doesn't help his case any, really. So this includes proving, accusing the judge of being the murderer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oops. <laughs> Wolf doesn't help his case either because he lies about killing the chickens, which he did do, so everyone's now convinced that he also killed Sally. Mm-hmm. While Virginia attempts to represent Wolf, Tony and Prince go to search for clues. Um, they find the magic wishing well has been ransacked and filled with, like, dirt and junk. And then Prince does some great sniffing and finds evidence that Wolf is innocent. So, meanwhile, Wolf is found guilty at his trial and put on a pyre and is about to be lit on fire. But, just in time, Tony stops the mob with the truth. The truth! <laughs> Sally wrecked the well after losing the Shepherdess competition. <clears throat> then her grandpa, Wolf, killed her in retaliation. Bum, bum, bum. Prince found Wolf's jacket covered in Sally's blood to prove this. And the peeps turn on Wolf for murdering Sally, and the rest of the town turn on the peeps for cheating them for so many years. So they quickly untie uh, Wolf and the trio plus Prince head back to their barn. They had put the mirror, like, on this bed, or, like, a little cart kind of thing, and then put hay on top of it so no one would see it. But they discovered that the... They hid it on the cart. The cart has been taken to market. So now they have to go find it again. <laughs> um, in between all of this, um, we do get a scene, a brief queen scene, um, where we see the evil, evil queen contact Relish the Troll King, who is like totally ransacking the Fourth Kingdom. And uh, she contacts him through a mirror. And she's like, quit. You're like ruining everything. You suck. <laughs> and he's like, I hate you. I'm coming after you next. After I kill... After I overtake the fourth kingdom, I'm coming after you. And, like, grossly, like, spits a green booger, like, on the oh, mirror. Yeah. yeah, I hate that part. It's so nasty. <laughs> so she is just, like, in dire straits, pretty much. We also get a brief scene of Wendell's cabinet. Um, they're all, like, freaking out because the trolls have overtaken a lot of the fourth kingdom. Um, and Viscount Lansky, who's name, that's the name of that, the mullet guy who was sent to the, um, uh, 
hunting lodge. Yeah, hunting lodge to see if like Wendell's broke twisted ankle or whatever was okay. His horse has returned riderless, so they know he's dead and that something is up with Wendell. Finally. Yeah, Fudge says that they will need to accept military aid from the First and Ninth Kingdoms, but the price is to sign away the sovereignty of the Fourth Kingdom and Wendell won't ever be king. This greatly upsets Lord Rupert, who has been planning the coronation for three and a half years. <laughs> I can't believe his ears. He's very um, upset. <laughs> and so, I never really, well, I guess not in this scene, because this is where, like, this 45-minute chunk ends. We don't really see if they sign that or anything. I don't think they do. Um, Nothing ever comes of it, so I don't think they do either. Or if they do, they don't get it to the people or whatever. Yeah, I guess maybe Lord Rupert stops it. I don't know. Yeah. We'll save that for next time. We'll yeah. figure it out. But yeah, the, that's um, the basic plot points for this 45-minute chunk. A lot happened. Yeah, it's like a little whodunit kind of mystery, kind of like, you know, separate from all the goings-on of the Ten Kingdoms. It's a nice little retreat into that world mm-hmm. of the village. I agree, because, yeah, before now they've just been, like, traipsing <laughs> along, like, going through the woods and going through it, and this is kind of like a little story in a place that, you know, they've made home for a few days. So let's get into them juicy bits. Juicy bits. Barn stuff. Village happenings. Um, first, in the Little Lamb Village, there's a dried up wishing well that the village idiot guards slash lives at? Question mark. Um, <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> yeah. The trio each make wishes when they first arrive in town and the coins at the bottom of the empty well. Um, the village idiot is the idiot from Tony's Fortune. Oh, yeah, from the Gypsy Camp yeah, reading. she's like, one of his um, cards is the idiot. I always thought they were, she was trying to, you know, insult Tony. Imply, right? Tony was an idiot. Oh, I guess she could be, but I think it relates to this village idiot. Um, I like the village idiot character. I think he's funny. He's like, has really gross teeth. Um, and we'll talk about his outfit a little more in Lord Rupert's fashion corner. But he's a good character, like just a random side character. He's very dedicated to his job. Yeah. I, I like that. And he says that uh, Tony calls him a complete idiot. And he's like, oh no, if only. I'm a halfwit. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was the complete idiot. So he's got aspirations. Yeah. Goals. <laughs> he has a good little uh, character arc. Yeah. Um, and then they all make a wish, and they throw their coins into the bottom, and it just, like, smacks the bottom because there's no water in there. And the village is like, well, it doesn't work. But Tony's face when he makes the wish is, like, super hilarious. He's like, which I guess I need to describe because you can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> He's he, like, putting everything into it. But he, like, closes his eyes and, like, opens his mouth weird. I, I just like it. I always think it's funny. Yeah, if you can't picture his face doing that, go back and watch that part. It's worth yeah. it. <laughs> Our next juicy bit is that all the maidens of Little Lamb Village are just super thirsty. Oh They're so slutty. I do not get it. They're not even like 18, half of them. Yeah, well, yeah, like Sally's that, that day was her 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they come onto Wolf like super hard. Um, who gives himself he, Wolf like when he's like what's your name and he's like uh, Wolfson Warren Wolfson it's like come on dude people hate wolves can you like think of anything like Warren Smith <laughs> literally anything anything other than Wolfson <laughs> um, and Sally tells Wolf what strong arms he has and he like excitedly feels his biceps which I always thought was funny that's funny I mean I guess yes they're thirsty and they're slut, slutty a little yeah. bit I'll say it but 
I mean, you see what they're working with in their little lamb village. I know, right. There are zero attractive men in little lamb village. <laughs> they are so... So maybe they're just like, ugly. ooh, an outsider is so cute. <laughs> Even though he's like double my age, probably. Yeah. Like, a wolf, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Um, something that they also say, they corner him in the, um, when they're at the, the restaurant, and... Uh, He's like, she, Sally Peep asks him to like open a jar for her basically. And he does. And she's like, oh, it's my 18th birthday. I bet you don't know what's going to happen to me tonight. And then he turns around and said, oh, is it the bumps? Or is something that like what that? he said? I've never understood what that meant. Yeah, I don't get that either. And then she spies his tail. What's that sticking out of the back of your trousers? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Huh. So I've never understood what that exchange was about. Me either. Like, what did she want him to say? <laughs> yeah, like, uh... Because nobody else knows that you're going to be showing the family peep secret or whatever. Yeah. That's, that was a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, all these girls, super thirsty. But yeah, our main girl we have is Sally, mm-hmm. played by Lucy Punch. Oh yeah, she's great. She's amazing at this role. Yeah. And any role I've seen her in. And she always is like a good, not evil character, but like a like whiny, bratty. Yeah, um, like from Ellen Enchanted, mm-hmm. she's like the stepsister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does play that well. Um... But yeah, there's not a single attractive male in the Little Lamb Village. Um, and they all have <laughs> roid rage, horrible hair. Roid rage. Yeah. <laughs> horrible, horrible hair. Or both. Yeah. Or are wearing just like potato sack. <laughs> yes. And are like 20 feet tall. Yeah. There's literally like one guy who's like as tall as Lurch, has really long brown hair, and is like wearing a nightdress or something <laughs> in the middle of the day. He looks so weird. Totally. He looks just like that Christmas Carol guy. Yes. <laughs> but like seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, none of these folks are attractive. So, like his little lantern in the light. <laughs> but yeah, super heavy yeah. boys. But anywho, what, what else happens? Uh, other juicy bits. Wolf's influenced by the moon to turn all wolfy and PMS, you know, and eat chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think that was the extent of his transformation that we saw? The fang growth and the eyes and the strength? Or. I don't know because he's he says that his parents. Or he's a half-wolf, right? Yeah. And he says that his parents... I don't know if his parents were full wolves or if his parents were both. Like, one was a wolf, one was a human. I don't know. I'm not sure on the extent of the genealogy of wolf stuff. Yeah, and he ended up with a tail, so it's obviously, I mean, probably just one, but... Yeah, so if he has a tail and he his eyes turned all yellow... Um, he had fangs, the super strength. Maybe he grew claws, and that's how he tore in all those chickens. Oh, yeah. And his biceps did grow. Yeah, busted the ropes. <laughs> but it's a pretty good, good transformation overall. Um, it seems predictable, maybe, though. Like, he could have possibly warned someone in the trio. Yeah, like, hello. <laughs> like, this is why I'm coming. in jail. The full moon's coming. <laughs> Gotta watch out. But. But, yeah, he has, like, Virginia tie him up. Um so that he can't like escape and he says that she needs to keep him away from temptation i'm like why is that her job yeah she She never signed up for any of that he didn't even want to go into that village originally and just stayed in the Mm. woods yeah oh that yes why didn't he just do that be like let me know when you have the mirror bring me some food yeah (laughs) jeez that would have been way smarter um also wolf was like super into ropes yeah (laughs) he likes tying up old ladies (laughs) he He likes swinging it on them He likes being tied no, up. Yeah, he likes being tied up. Busting out. That is such an astute observation. <laughs> it's so true. Hmm. Um, and then finally, why would anyone besides the peep 
like even want to live in Little Lamb Village. Seriously, I think there would be some kind of like civil, you know, descent. Unrest. Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing because nobody can even compete against them. It's not fair. Yeah, and all the shops were all owned by peeps. All of the so like, what does everybody else do? Just like purvey the shops and stuff, or I guess they farm. Maybe patrons, I guess. maybe they have the enough customers farmers. outside the net other village. I'm surprised. I was always surprised that the judge wasn't a peep. Yeah. Because he seems like the authority figure for the town. Yeah, they, they you think they would wish for like a peep to be in the judge's position mm-hmm. or something. And I do like um, that the judge isn't intimidated by the peeps because they are all PO'd that Virginia signs up for the competition. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're letting an outsider compete. <laughs> and he like gets back at them and is like, anybody who signs up can compete or whatever. I don't remember what he says, but... He sticks to his moral guns, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, let's talk about them juicy bits in the competition section. So first, um, we get a poster that has the list of prizes. Do you want to tell us what the list of prizes are? Yeah, I can read the co- or tell you the competition, too. Ooh, okay, yeah. So this is like on a poster they see when they're dining, and it says, tomorrow's events. So these are all like the best of type competitions. Um, we have best loaf baking, and the winner of that gets a set of saucepans. It's pretty good. Which, you probably already have some saucepans if you're making bread. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> um, champion chicken competition. And that winner gets a wood hat stand. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the sheep and shepherd s competition, which you get the mirror, um, which you pointed out. Kinda... Oh, yeah. I feel like that's really sexist. That's super sexist. Like, that's the only one that's exclusively for women, and the prize is a mirror. <laughs> Rude. I don't know. I just think that's a little, I don't know, sexist. It is. Give them the hat stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we have our junior yodeling competition. They get a toy lamb. Okay. That's appropriate. <laughs> uh, I, I just wrote, or in my notes, I had crochet as one of the competitions, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's best crochet. Yeah, I think it was like best crochet something. Champion crochet. And for the whatever reason, that prize is an old pram. Oh, great, yeah. <laughs> and what's the demographic for people who crochet? It's like, old ladies, what the heck do they need with a stroller? An old stroller. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe they can give it to their grandkids or yeah. something. I don't put, their, know. put their yarn in it. Yeah, they could have dressed it up by saying vintage pram or something. Just an old smelly pram. <laughs> and our final competition is for the best ginger cake. And mm. that is an amazing prize. You get a year's worth of firewood. What? That's like, yeah, definitely the best one. Supply, so. uh, which one would you want to win? Oh, firewood. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Because then you don't have to chop wood for a freaking year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, didn't people spend like seven, seven hours a day chopping wood for like their winters and stuff? <laughs> Probably. And then if you have to cook on it and stay warm by it, oh yeah. That's why everyone has to chop wood so long because <laughs> we get the free year worth. Sort of. <laughs> but if I was the village idiot, the pram, because then I could sleep in that Ooh, instead of just one. like next to the well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I was the village idiot, I'd choose the hat stand. <laughs> Put my hat. little bucket hat on it. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> That's um, funny. When Tony tells Virginia she's going to be competing, he brings her a super ugly sheep. And he says, don't scare it. It took me three hours to catch it. <laughs> I like imagining Tony running around the pasture for three hours trying to catch ugly sheep. Yeah, he, that was sweet of him to do for her. I know, right? I feel like he's like the MVP of this whole scene mm-hmm. because he gets Prince back. He orchestrates them competing to get the mirror back. Yes, Virginia had to compete, so she's an MVP too, I guess. But really, Prince won it. Well, she won the singing part, so I don't know. 
We'll MVP's know. all around, but Tony did good in this episode. Yeah, like she wasn't gonna just go be in that competition. Right, she didn't even think of it. Tony did. Yeah. He, yeah, you're right. It's being the solutions man. I guess she does have her plate full what with Wolf going, you know. Not so. Full on Wolfie on her so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad Tony's getting his moment. <laughs> and she tells Tony that the sheep he brought her looks like it's about to die. <laughs> She's like, the sheep sucks. Yeah, because it's like super ugly. It's so like, when have you ever seen a sheep before it's Virginia, New York City? <laughs> That's so true. So judgy. <laughs> oh my god, that is very true. Um, we will definitely talk about Regina's shepherdess outfit in Lord Rupert's fashion corner. Um, we'll also talk about Regina's sheep song in our music segment. Um, let's see what else juicy bits for this. I love the timing of Prince getting back to normal and mm. then making it to the competition like just in time for Virginia to win by a few seconds. Yeah, it's really satisfying. Mm-hmm. And the big giant clock that's like keeping time. Yeah, like ticking and stuff. Um, did you miss Prince when he was a statue? Like now that no. he's back? <laughs> yeah, no. Because <laughs> he's, he's been mean. gone for a while. <laughs> yeah. And I love seeing Tony drag him around everywhere. <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> yeah, like when he's drunk, he's like carrying him all funny. Yeah, and then he asks it like if it wants to go for a walk or yeah. chase a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wolf in that one episode was like oh, um, yeah. throwing the stick for him. And That's was like, right. if you keep doing it, it'll get funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Prince is still like a total dick. Like he like um says like that Wolf disgusts him and he's like, Tony, you're my manservant, you can't go back to New York City yet. Just like you like you haven't uh given me getting me back on my throne and things like that. Yeah, he's still got that privileged mm-hmm. pompous attitude I don't like. For sure. Alright, juicy bits from the trial. Uh, First, the criminal justice system in this town is a joke. Yeah, so much for the judge being like, you know, all great and awesome. Bringing the animal jury to vote the way, I don't know who set up the pin, the pens with the food in it or whatever. Presumably the judge was like, hey, put the veggies on the guilty side or whatever. Probably, I bet you did. Or if the townspeople do it. Anyway, letting animals be a jury based on the good food that you're going to give them. Like, it's so silly. That is not justice. Yeah. Um, and the prejudice against wolves is like very prevalent here. Um, someone like a peep town village says, or peep, I don't know if it's a peep, um, family guy or just like a person in the town, but they say he's a wolf. That's what wolves do. Like they all just assume that because a girl's dead, it has to be the wolf passing through town who killed her. Which I can't blame him, I guess, for seeing that. Yeah. Especially because he killed all their chickens. uh. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, they, they need to do a trial still fair and square. Yeah. Um, Virginia tries her best to represent Wolf. She wears, like, a judge's robe and, like, a little, um, what are those things? It's not, it's like a hat. It's like a wig, basically, but it's not like a wig wig. It's just, like, a little cap with, like, wool (laughs) hairs on it. (laughs) Like, little ringlets. Yeah, they have names, though. Yeah. Um, and so she, like, does her best to represent him. And I love, there's, like, a line she says where she's, like you know, talking herself through the evidence and stuff. And she says, like, something, something, I hear myself asking myself. (laughs) (laughs) That part is good. And then she has, like, a potential suspect, which actually is Wolf. Um, He says, like, she's she's talking to him and says, oh, well, here, can you read this, like, printed card? And he starts reading it. And she's like, okay, and now can you read it here? At the distance you say you clearly saw my client run away from the victim. Um, and he still keeps reading it. I yeah. think he just had it memorized. <laughs> I think so, too. It was like a town... Like pamphlet or something. Yeah, he would have seen that before. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite lines from this scene? I love that part, too, when he's just like, 
does he like yeah. squints a little and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just like goes off on it. But um, I like when Wolf says, uh, "Oh, the chickens!" <laughs> you know, yeah. obviously. Like, he's like, "Oh yeah, those chickens that I did kill." Which they knew it was him because he left a little piece of his shirt there. Yeah, and he does admit to that, but he's they ask him, you know, well, then why yeah. don't you fess up? And that's that's one of my favorite lines. So he's like, "I'll admit it, I had chicken for dinner, but I didn't kill no girl." <laughs> I just love how animated he is. Oh, he's so animated. <laughs> I also love when Wolf calls Virginia his creamy counsel. <laughs> That's funny. Um, pretty, and then, huh? Pretty emotional scene. Yeah, for sure. Leading because you up think to he's it. like, yeah, really. And then obviously Virginia's not doing a great job, and the animals go into the guilty pen, and so it's looking very dire for Wolf. Um, yeah. And then we're rem- we're not reminded of this, but I was remembering Wolf's fortune. Where the um, gypsy queen told him a dead, a girl dead, and a wolf burns. Yeah, a fire. So it's coming true, but I'm glad it didn't come all the way true, and the prince was able to save the day. And Virginia. For, yeah. You know. Yeah, because if she didn't insist on the trial and stuff, he would have burned, like, way sooner. Oh, yeah. Um, so after all the trial bit, um, they're able to, um, like, get him, you know... They prove the innocence of him by proving the guilt of Wilf because, uh, what's his face? Prince brings the evidence of the, like, bloody jacket and stuff. Um, so yeah, Wolf gets off and just the last second, so. Um, after that, they go back to the barn. They're like, sweet, we dealt with that. You know, Wolf's still alive. Let's hop in our mirror and go home. They realize that the mirror is gone again. Virginia looks all dejected and just says, which way and how far? (laughs) (laughs) So their mirror was within the grasp and then out of the grasp once again. Um, What else? When they're about to leave town, they give the village idiot a coin. um, And he throws the coin into the well and it actually splashes. Meaning that the peeps hoarding of the magic has been returned to the village. And Sally is redeemed for her slutty ways. <laughs> yeah, because she, you know, uh, basically spilled the beans on the peeps. Treachery. Yeah, and damaged the well, so mm-hmm. she must have diverted it back. Mm-hmm. So now the village, presumably, will become famous again, and everyone will bring stuff to get blessed in its waters. Um, there's a funny scene where the village idiot says that Prince reminded him of someone, and Tony says, like, yeah, how about your ruler, Prince Wendell? <laughs> And the idiot's like, uh, no, he reminds me of a puppy I once had called Mr. Please. <laughs> which I've always liked. That's cute. <laughs> and then um, my, like, one note on this is like, okay, so we had a male mayor of Beantown. We had a male warden and prison guards. We had a male judge at Little Lamb Village. There's only men in Prince Wendell's cabinet. There's Relish is surrounded by men. The only girl troll we've seen is... Uh, Blabberwort. Blabberwort, yeah. So where are all the ladies in positions of power? Because yeah. we know that they had this golden age like 200 years ago, but now there's like no ladies we've seen in power besides the evil queen. You know, yeah, and there are kind of crappy. a couple other queens, you know, like Cinderella or whatever, mm-hmm. Little Red Riding, but there's no, no one in lower positions of like local government. Yeah, exactly. Like mayors and judges mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Stuff like that. Even when the Beantown dudes are standing up on top of their pedestal way back when, mm-hmm. um, before Relish arrives, it's like eight guys. Yeah. Like eight white guys. Yeah. So. We're, we're missing a little diversity here. Yeah. We need some women in positions of local authority. But, you know, I, I like to think if they rewrote it or did it today, they would definitely. Yeah. That's true. I would change yeah. that. 
Make like Fudge Lady or something or Fudge. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, I think we. Yeah. We'll have to um, come back to that. Yeah, we'll do. I keep calling him Fudge because that's who he plays in Harry Potter. He plays uh, Minister Fudge. Um, his name is Chancellor Griswold. Oh, that sounds super Harry Potter too. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> we need a lady chancellor, okay? Yeah. Um, but yeah, or I think. count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think those were the juicy bits. Anything that I failed to mention? No, this whole this whole part is just so good. It is. I love all of it. I feel like when I watch this movie, like on the regs, I always make it to this part, and then like I either fall asleep or mm-hmm. you know, because this is kind of at the end of the first DVD, I think. Yeah, I've definitely started it from like when they get onto the boat with the fish, mm. and then yeah, so this part comes right after that, and I just love it. Oh, one thing we didn't mention was how delicious the food looked in the bar. Yes. Yeah, when they go to the restaurant for dinner, it's called the Ba Bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just cute. That's cute. Um, and the owner is uh, Barbara Peep. Peep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they are like nomming on this food, and it looks so good. I always thought it looked super good as I can. Yeah, I don't even like those kinds of vegetables. I know. Usually. Like, <laughs> I don't like squash, but I'd eat the hell out of that squash. It looks so good. Heck yeah. And like they're eating potatoes, and like they're. And everything kind of looks plastic when you rewatch it, but it looked really good. Yeah, it looks tasty. <laughs> They're enjoying their meal. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, the Wishing Well voice was kind of interesting. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Because the Wishing Well, well, yeah, whenever you lower something into it, you have to tell it, like, you know, I think it asks, like, what do you wash in my magic waters or something? Yeah. And you have to say, like, Tony tells them, you know, make my sheep good like the peeps or whatever. Um, but Wilf's practice, he has, like, an actual nice little, not poem, but, like, um, I don't know, just something more prepared, it seems. Yeah, rather than Tony. <laughs> and then when Tony um, lowers in Prince, the wishing well's like, ugh, you again? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Was he that bad at it? <laughs> Maybe she just, like, got so used to working for the peeps that she doesn't want to work for anybody else. That could be true. Question. Could they jump into the well and say, I wish I was in New York City? And why, quite other question, why didn't uh, putting Pete, putting Prince into the well turn him back into the human Wendell? Yeah. Because what did Tony exactly wish for? I don't remember now. Fill this statue with your life and goodness or something weird. Mm, okay. Mm, I don't know. That might be a thing, too, where it's like, is the Queen's magic more powerful than the Wishing Wells? But I don't know. Yeah, like maybe that's like two levels of magic. It's like <laughs> the gold and then the level of the transformation. So the Wishing Well can only get rid of the gold. Oh, yeah. That could be. Maybe if Tony would have wished right, he could have. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was under some pressure. Yeah. He had like 82 seconds. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I always liked the wishing well. Um, seems like a good Yeah, her concept. voice is cool. It's like um, kind of gravelly and yes. lower for a lady voice. Like Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas. Mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's hop into our standard segments. Lord Rupert's Fashion Corner. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first, let's talk about the village idiot. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. His outfit. Okay, so it's gray long sleeve linen shirt, plus a grubby brownish vest on top of that, um, with a gray wool button down with a tan undershirt. So he's wearing, like, five layers. Tons of layers. And we're like, well, maybe it's because he sleeps outside or lives outside, and we think he does, like, you know, parked right by the wishing well. So he has to have, you know, layers to protect him from the elements and such. 
Um, he has a dirty tannish colored bucket hat on as well, but he's wearing a very like super fancy chartreuse neck scarf. Yeah. A la Fred Rogers from Scooby-Doo. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> totally channeling his inner Scooby-Doo Fred. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where he got that. I don't know, because it's like really fancy compared to everything yeah. else he's wearing. It kind of reminded me of that scary story we read as a kid. Yes. Where this guy marries a girl and she's had a ribbon around her neck the whole time, but it's red like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the day she dies, like years later takes off the ribbon and her head falls off. Whoa. <laughs> I always loved that as a kid. <laughs> it was scary. And she's like, don't ever ask me about my, my kerchief thing around my neck. And he's like, okay, fine, I won't. But then he asks her throughout their life and she's like, quit asking me. And then she finally dies and he pulls it off and her head pops off. I wonder if the village idiot <laughs> Yeah, if he's in a similar situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nobody to love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forget what we do with Fashion Corner. Do we give them stars? Like, really would you wear this outfit? It. I think we did. We picked which in an episode which one we would wear. Okay. Well, I'm definitely not choosing his outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe elements of it, but too much gray and brown. Too many layers for me. Yeah. I'm not a layering kind of person. Mm. Let's talk about uh, Virginia's shepherdess outfit. Oh my gosh. One of my top three favorite outfits in this for TV sure. miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. And... The sewing skills Virginia has. Like, yeah. Why is she wearing one outfit the whole time? <laughs> she could be sewing up all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Seriously. Gosh, surely they could find some yard, yard <laughs> yeah. fabric or something. <laughs> so she could, you know, change out of that skirt and sweater every once in a while. Or just um, take what she has and chop it up and yeah. reassemble it. <laughs> but she um, uses, like, these curtains and stuff. It makes a really cool outfit. Want you to describe it for her? Sure. <laughs> she has like a knee length periwinkle skirt that has like a white um, layer underneath to make it kind of poofy. And then she has like an under the boobs periwinkle corset on top of a white frilly shirt. Um, there's light pink um, ribbons tying the corset and like the so- like down the middle and on the sides. Um, and then her, the white shirt bodice thing, um, has buttons on it and like really frilly sheer cap sleeves. And then she's also wearing a ribbon around her neck, um, pink flowers in her hair and has two, um, pink bows on her crook. And then her lamb is pink. So she kind of color coordinates with her lamb. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Love this outfit. It reminds me of, um, in Sound of Music where Maria makes all the kids clothes out of the curtains. Yeah. That they're about to toss. <laughs> That's even the pattern's kind of similar. Yeah, Not the, the color, but the, mm-hmm. yeah, pattern. That's, yeah, oh wow. But yeah, Virginia, what a skill! Why aren't you a seamstress <laughs> back in New York City? Seriously, she could be super famous for that. She, she does not have to be a waitress. She doesn't <laughs> want to be. <laughs> yeah. Sally Peep has a pretty cool outfit during the competition, too. Um, she's got her peach knee-length skirt, a little yellow bodice tied with yellow ribbons. I guess her color is yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, the bodice, bodice has sheer white sleeves and... She's got two weird-looking lace bows with tiny roses on them on the sides of her head. Yeah, what was that headdress? I don't even know what to say about that headdress. <laughs> it looked like something, I don't know, from, like, the like 70s. Like putting a doily on your head with roses on the side. Yeah, like, but like, did people used to wear those for during weddings? Did brides used to wear those types of things? I don't know. Instead yeah, of, like, a veil? Like a celebratory thing because she was 18 or whatever? Could be. Yeah, it looked ridiculous, though. I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, so it had the little tiny roses and then 
connected with strings of pearls. Yeah, like in the back. So very strange look. There. I don't know. Maybe if her hair was like in an updo or something where it was like on top of her head rather than like in her curls. Yeah. I don't know. It's not something I would wear. Thank goodness we don't see the back of her head too much. <laughs> <laughs> She's also wearing some really cute Uggs. Yeah, seriously. They're like the fuzziest boots in the world. <laughs> in the middle of this farming town. Yeah, they're like snow white. Mm-hmm. Um, mid-calf length boot. <laughs> but And she's accessorizing with a shepherd's crook with a pink bow on it. Nice. So overall, I... Okay, so so far I would definitely wear Regina's outfit. I would wear Sally Peep's outfit if it was, like, an on sale, like, at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. It says milkmaid to me, not, like, shepherdess, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I could see that. Um, okay, next we have the judge. He is a sharp dresser. Mm-hmm. Sharpest dresser in all of the Little Lamb Village. Yeah, he's looking pretty dapper. <laughs> he has a three-piece suit in varying colors of beige and brown. He has a nice patterned pocket square and a brown neck scarf tie thing. Yeah, I love his little pocket square. It has paisleys on it mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, like a little pattern. Uh, but yeah, he's looking sharp. He's probably the most like well-groomed guy in this town, too. Yeah, he definitely tries a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah. other villagers. Yeah, our other note for Lord's Fashion Corner is... What's up with all the hairdos in Little Lamb Village? <laughs> Clearly nobody wished for pomade. <laughs> yeah, or Dapper Dan. <laughs> Seriously, all these people's hairs are so insane. Like, they've got, there's mullets. There's, like, I was just electrocuted looks. There's, like, the gross wool wigs um, that they wear at the trial. Um, and then everyone either has, like, really crazy ringlets or, like, super, super stringy hair. Yeah. Men and women. Included. They look ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know, like, why they styled them so. Or if it's just like, oh, they're rural farmers. Let's, you know, we don't, I don't know. But then the girls look like they're <laughs> yeah, going totally, to a ball. Yeah, yeah. like, to the nine. <laughs> that was a weird juxtaposition for me. Yeah, all the women being super, like, horny and, and cute. And then all the guys being, like, super uggo with crazy hair. And angry. Like, <laughs> the older, older ladies, yeah, had, like, like those, that ringlet lady. Yeah, she. Barbara Peep. That's purveyor true. of the bar bar whatever the bar bar <laughs> didn't she say she reminded you of grandma elizabeth yes <laughs> yeah barbara definitely had a grandma elizabeth vibe going on which yeah. you don't know our grandma but believe me they look very similar yeah. <laughs> similar like blondish hair i guess cheek structure lips sort of yeah <laughs> cutting ways pretty old eyes <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah what a liar <laughs> just kidding all right so i'd wear the judge's outfit and virginia's outfit that's about it yeah same everyone else is looking oh no the two yodelers in the bar oh yeah they oh. have their they have cute outfits do they have like um court color coordinating like dresses i guess like skirts with bodices like a little yellow or mm, cream colored yeah, that's, that's cute. All right, let's go into our next standard segment, the music. Yeah. Music, music, music. Um, as part of the Sheep and Shepherdess contest, Virginia has to show off her sheep, I guess, and then also sing a sheep-themed song. Um, the other participants, um, Mary Ramley sings Baba Black Sheep, and Sally Peep sings Little Bo Peep Has Lost Her Sheep. 
And then uh, Virginia goes to Tony and is like, uh, what sheep songs do you know? And he's like, Baba Black Sheep. And she's like, no, that girl's already doing that one. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, just make a, pick any song and put sheep words to it. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Virginia totally does that and does an absolutely amazing sheep-themed rendition of Queen's We Will Rock You. <laughs> um, she does a really great job of, like, inserting sheep words. So, like, buddy, you're a lamb. Make a big bleat playing in the field. <laughs> yeah, that's so clever. Yeah, she does really good. And then, we will, we will shear you. And at first, like, you see the villagers, and they're like, uh, what? But then the next scene, like, everyone gets into it and is, like, stomping and clapping and stuff. It's really good. Yeah, like, they know the exact beat it needs to have. Mm-hmm. Like, they I imagine she instructed everybody and was like, okay, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, Tony's got his, like, bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, like, hitting the bucket with, like, a hammer or something. <laughs> it is impressive, though, how she gets the whole crowd involved and mm-hmm. definitely does better than Sally and Mary. Yeah, for sure. And We Will Rock You by Queen, um, by the way, came out in 1977. Um, I've always wondered, like, why didn't she just sing Mary Had a Little Lamb? Because that's, like, the only other, like, kids, nursery rhyme, fairy tale, sort of, like, a sheep song I can think of. Maybe there's a copyright on it. Yeah, <laughs> but not on We Will Rock You. Yeah. <laughs> they had the money to buy We Will Rock You's rights and not Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> I don't know. That is a good question. Maybe, yeah, it's just like the emotion of it all. You know, he did the moment. She didn't think of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, like, if you were in the Sheep or Shepherdess contest, and we talk about this um, with our interviewees later this episode, we ask, um, what song would you pick and, like, put cheap words to it for the competition? Um... And I've been thinking about this, and I think I would cheat and just use a song that's already about sheep. <laughs> that's not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I would do the band Cake. They have a song called Sheep Go to Heaven. It's like, sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell. Oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> the village people would love yeah, that. Yeah, they would love it. <laughs> They're like, yeah, those goats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would you do? I would do um, my rendition of Guess Who's Back by Eminem. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> but change it to guess who's black for like a black sheep. Oh, cool. Oh, because I'm the black sheep of the family. <laughs> and I wrote the first uh, first line. <laughs> Two dirty peep vixens go round the outside. <laughs> round the outside. <laughs> round the outside. <laughs> and then guess who's black? <laughs> Tell your lambs. Cool. Tell so, your lambs. It would take a while, probably. I'm not sure uh, how on the fly it would be, you know, performing wise. But I need a solid day to put this together. Like I don't know how Virginia does it on the spot. Yeah, I can't even do karaoke in the middle. Let me give you the words. Yeah, there's no way. I could see you doing it though. I'll be your percussionist. Okay, yeah, your backup man. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way. I would have passed out from anxiety if I was Virginia being thrown into that. In front of the whole village. Yeah. Everyone's eyes on you, you have to make up a song. Oh my gosh. That has some of the best crowd pans, though, because some of the people are just, like, hanging their arms in the air, like... Yeah, seriously. It's like, gosh, you guys don't know how to groove. They did not spend a lot of time with those extras. No. They're just like, mess up your hair. Get in this really weird nightgown thing. <laughs> Look angry and then jam. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, it did look windy when they were outdoors. Maybe it was like windswept hair. They didn't have, oh, yeah. couldn't like go through and comb everyone's hair. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> other music in this segment. There's, um, as we mentioned, two milkmaid ladies who sing in the Pete Family Restaurant. And they're like, it's just like the yodeling milkmaids or something. And I've always really loved their little, like, 10-second snippet of the song they sing. Yeah, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's some really great, like, awesome flute songs in the background of the segment. I did not notice that. Like little, it's, even the subtitles say, Whim, whim whimsical flute plays. Oh. <laughs> and they're just, like, little piccolo or flute things in the background that I like. That seems really fitting because of the water, you know, aspect mm-hmm. with the well. It seems like that's a very tinkly kind of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems really appropriate. For sure. Um, okay, anything else for music? Mm, no. Okay, let's jump into fairy tales that were touched on in this segment. First and foremost, um, we have Little Bo Peep, which isn't a fairy tale per se, but is a popular English nursery rhyme published in 1805. Um, the melody is commonly associated with the rhyme. Um, it was first recorded in 1870. Um, it's like the da 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 um, that, yeah, was from 1870. Dang. That's old. So, yeah, it's really old. And I'm like, how did it get into the ten, or to the Nine Kingdoms? But, I guess well, like, spoilers, we can't really... Yeah. Yeah, we'll reveal that later and talk about it. Um, Other else? fairy tales. Little Red Riding Hood, obviously. Yeah, of course. Wolf, turning into a big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a wishing well. There was a wishing well in the Disney movie of Snow White. Mm-hmm. Where she, like, you know, sings into the wishing well and the prince shows up. Um, but I looked up wishing wells. Um, like, why do people think, like, why do people think that you just wish into a well and get stuff? I've always wondered that. Yeah. Um, it turns out that it's from European folklore. And wishing wells describe wells where it was thought that any spoken wish would be granted. Um, because of the notion that the water housed, like, a deity or had been placed there as a gift from the gods. Mm-hmm. So it's thought to, if you give them something in return for, like, a wish, they'll grant your wish for whatever you leave them. So, like, coins and stuff. Um, and then, an additional, additionally, um, copper and silver, which is a lot of coins are made out of that, thrown into wells would limit the bacteria growth in those pools. Oh. So wells that were frequented by those that threw coins in may have actually been less affected by a range of bacterial infections making them seem more fortunate and may have even appeared to have cured people suffering from repeated infections. Wow. So, um, I guess it's Did just... Did Jon Snow know that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does he wish on wishing well? No, that public health guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you thought you remember Game of Thrones. No, that he, like, find all the poop in the wells. <laughs> yeah, yes, he... <laughs> Yeah, he like uh, turns off the Broad Street pump so people yeah. can't pump water out of a wishing out of a well that's tainted with cholera. <laughs> they should have been wishing in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so yeah, I, I like the idea of wishing wells. That is really interesting. There's also like I was reading like um, the like the Norse mythology stuff about wishing wells is that there's one that was. Um, Oversaw, over like the oversight was given by the Norse god of wisdom or something. So like to gain wisdom, you'd have to sacrifice something into the pool, and mm. so that's why Odin is missing one of his eyes. It's because he threw his eye into the pool in order to gain the wisdom of what's going to happen in the future and knowing why things are going to be the way they are. Ooh, we got a two for or one. Something. Yeah, you got a two for one. <laughs> <laughs> nice, go Odin. Um, but yeah, so I guess wells have been or wishing wells have been in mythology for a while. Folklore. That is so interesting. I'm sure there's got to be some Roman, you know, lore with the Trevi fountain. Or yeah. Whatnot, mm-hmm. Which we've wished into. Yeah, for sure. But I didn't say my wish out loud. I'm reading, or you're saying oh. that. I'm. How's the deity going to know? Yeah, that's true. It's always opposite for us. You're like, don't reveal your wish or else or it won't come true. true. Yeah, interesting. Well, we've been wrong our whole lives. According yeah. to this, if it's in a well and you're making a wish, you should say it out loud. I'm not sure why, but like that reminds me of 
um, like, when we were kids, like, if we would be like, Mom, can we please get this toy or whatever? She'd be like, no. And if you wouldn't have asked me, I maybe would have gotten it for you. Mm-hmm. But then as a kid, I was like, then how would you have known that I wanted it if I didn't ask you? <laughs> That's very similar. <laughs> so it seems, yeah, similar. Aww. How am I, if I can't wish out loud, how would anyone know to fulfill my wish? <laughs> yeah, you gotta put it out there in the universe or to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um... Let's see, the last kind of uh, fairy tale nod, I think, is when Sally Peep, she's like flirting with Wolf and says, you're going to huff and puff and blow all my clothes off, <laughs> um, which is a nod to three little pigs. You know, you'll have a puff and I'll huff and puff and blow your house down or whatever. Um, and that's an English fairy tale first printed in the 1840s, but the story itself is thought to be much older. All right, next up, um, the CGI. Let's talk about it. We have like kind of two major CGI things. One is Wolf's Transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> it, for what it is, it's fine. I mean, but it's not super convincing. His yellow eyes look like he has like a liver or kidney disease yeah. <laughs> going on. More jaundice than Wolfie. <laughs> yeah, he's had too many, I don't know drinkies in his yeah. lifetime. <laughs> I always thought his fangs were okay. Yeah, I agree. It's just okay. I feel like for the 2000, for a TV show, movie, or whatever TV miniseries, it was probably fine. Yeah. And I do like when he busts the ropes. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a lot of CGI for that part, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the practical effects were good enough. Yeah. Um, and then we also get, like, where the queen is kind of, like, stalking him, like, in the trough. And then there's a scene where it uh, shows her face kind of superimposed over the moon. And so Wolf is, like, looking up at it and like, ugh. <laughs> Which, how does she do that? I thought she could only appear in these, like, water sources or mirrors. Yeah, it was, it was like, his his madness or something he was just seeing her up there or it something could have been, maybe yeah like his evils the moon and the queen like like queen why are you so obsessed with me <laughs> yeah <geez. laughs> um, but yeah that's really the only cgi we get in the scene well did you like it though yeah i thought the queen's face in the moon was odd i've never really gotten yeah like you said like she usually only communicates through water or like reflective surfaces which the moon is not no but as a wolf maybe he does see it differently like yeah. it does to him that's what i'm thinking or it's yeah. like like I said, like, um, the things that he's afraid of just come out as, like, the moon. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Like, the moon turns him into, a, you know, a wolf thing, and, like, he sees the queen and the moon as just, like, a double shitty day for wolf. <laughs> yeah, he had a really bad day. So did that bunny. Yeah, seriously. Look at bunny. Sorry, this is a side note. Virginia's like, what happened to that bunny rabbit? And he's like, which rabbit is that? The one I gave you to cuddle. And he, yeah. he's like, I don't know, must have hopped away. I love that one. Goodness line. me. Yeah, yeah goodness me. Away. Yeah, because while he was all, like, flustered and stuff, he was like, I need a rabbit with long ears to cuddle. Or to stroke yeah, or whatever, stroke. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Obviously, he ate it. Yeah. Well, that's what's implied, I guess. Um, all right, let's talk about scenes and landscapes. Um, this is the part where we read straight from the wiki to you. Yeah. We're going to go over kingdoms seven and eight. So our seventh kingdom, we have Olaf, the elf king, and Leafful, the elf queen. They're the monarchs of the seventh kingdom. It is Leaf, Leaf, Lethal. I cannot say that. <laughs> I think she says lethal. 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 Yeah, that's how she says it, I think. It is Lethal who asks Prince Wendell, the, well, spoiler, um, to prove his bravery. Yeah, later at the coronation, later which we'll get to later. But Lethal's there. Uh, this kingdom is entirely invisible, except at dawn and dusk, which is super cool. That's yeah, awesome. super cool. Most elves are sexy, 
elfin girls and boys with tiny wings. <laughs> okay, I felt okay. weird. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> my wiki needs to be improved. Yeah, <laughs> because literally the only elf we see is in the next, uh, like the kissing town scene. He's like a freaking old man. Oh yeah. <laughs> And he's alone and, and we, like weird and yeah. has a gambling addiction. We don't see another elf until the coronation. That's the queen. He's definitely not a tiny boy elf with wings. <laughs> with little tiny wings. Maybe I, that's from the book. I feel very like it's always sunny right now. But <laughs> tiny boy, little boy. <laughs> the nightman cometh up yeah. soon. <laughs> anyway, uh, these uh, are this kingdom. They live by the edge of great lakes and are semi-magical creatures, the elves. Um, of darkness and intrigue. They're neither friendly nor hostile by nature. Well, that's a weird description. Yeah. <laughs> they all wear the colors of the rainbow. And in the miniseries, we see the Seventh Kingdom um, because it includes the Deadly Swamp. Ooh, yes, which we'll get to later. So there, are, some of these other kingdoms, they never go in at all, but we'll see a little bit of the Seventh Kingdom later. Seems like a weird place to wear a bunch of rainbow colors. Yeah. That's Interesting. True. Hmm. Um. Yeah, anyway. Does that mean like the like their official color is rainbow or something? Well, all the other kingdoms have had official colors, so I'm guessing so. Hmm. I would think green, because they all like wear green, yeah. like those little. And you know what? Now that we're talking about elves, like I always thought that the people with wings were fairies. Oh, I guess they're elves. elves have wings. You know, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe they just combined them for this. Maybe it's like a. Gaelic or Celtic thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe those kind of fairies have wings. Or, I mean, elves. Um, okay, and then the Eighth Kingdom. Eighth Kingdom is ruled by the Ice Queen. The land is all snow and ice, full of cruelty, danger, and death. There are fishing towns in the fjords in the south, <laughs> but it is wilder in the north. Fjords. <laughs> <laughs> the people there are isolationists and very hostile to outsiders. They have strong beliefs in animal spirituality and magic. And the Ice Queen wishes to rule all nine kingdoms, but this territory's aggr- and this territory's aggressive tactics make it a threat to political stability. Their official color is white. I know which kingdom I want to live in. That makes sense. The isolationist one? Heck yeah, with <laughs> animal magic and spirituality. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But, like, if her people are all, like, super hostile to outsiders and are all isolationists, why would she want to rule over all the nine kingdoms? Yeah, that seems like an They're going to be like, no. <laughs> I don't want to leave my home. Yeah. I'll fight for you. <laughs> and we don't want outsiders here. Maybe we'll send their, like, hordes of birds or, you yeah, know. Yeah. Their flocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, Elsa's in the eighth kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> With that reindeer thing. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk about the Little Lamb Village. This is pretty much exclusively where, well, it is exclusively where this whole 45-minute chunk took place. Um, and I looked up where it was filmed, and turns out it was filmed at a place, I don't know how to pronounce, but I'll try, the Weld and Downland Living Museum in Singleton, Chester. (laughs) Chester. (laughs) Yeah, Chester, (laughs) West Sussex, England, in the UK. So the Weldon Downland Living Museum is an open-air museum in Singleton, West Sussex. The museum is a registered charity, which Tony would be really happy about. Yeah, he would love that. <laughs> um, the museum covers 40 acres with over 50 historic buildings dating from 950 AD to the 19th century, along with gardens, farm animals, walks, and a mill pond. So the buildings at the museum were all threatened with destruction, and as it was not possible to find a way to preserve them at their original sites, they were all carefully dismantled, conserved, and rebuilt in their historical form at the museum. Wow. 
The building's um, plus two archaeological reconstructions helped the museum bring to life the home, farmsteads, and rural industries of the last 950 years. Along with the buildings, there are hands-on activities like cooking and weaving and a number of yearly activities, including seasonal shows, historic garden weekends, and a tree dressing. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I'm imagining like a maypole, but with a tree. Oh, probably. Um, like for Christmas? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That makes more sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like putting Christmas decorations on a tree or something. Yeah. Lighting it. Um, but that place sounds super cool, and the, their website, it was like, plan a visit, and like, yeah. lots of school children go to it, but then it's also like, just like a little, like a family weekend kind of destination. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've got to go. Yeah, it sounds really cool. On the bucket list. And it's neat that like, all those buildings are like, actually that old, they really make this scene like, look like it's like a rural, well, I'm not really sure what century the Nine Kingdoms are in, but it makes it look very... At least like the 1800s. Like dated good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks very neat. That yeah. is so cool. So yeah, there's your, there's your facts about the Little Lamb Village. Well, if any of our listeners have actually been yeah, there. Yeah, if you've been there, write us. Let us know how it was. Send us pictures. Please. Um, Let us live vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and now our most important segment. Hot or not. Hot or not. <laughs> I forgot our little noise machine. I know. We should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get ready, episode six. We're yeah, episode have it. six. We'll have a noise machine where Alyssa's gonna have like different keys to play different tones. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. There's, yeah, but for now. Okay. But like for now, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I made a full song last time, but I forget. It's been a while since we recorded, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You'll just have to fill in the gaps. All right, hot or not? Let's uh, talk about them. Wolf Peep. Oh God. <laughs> Played by Peter Vaughn. Yeah. He is Maester Aemon in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And he's in Death at a Funeral. Just a little side okay. info for you. It's but been a while since I've seen Death at a Funeral, but next time I watch it, I'll look out for him. Yeah, I can't recall. Wilf, Wilf, Wilf. Hot or not? Nice. <laughs> yeah, he murdered his own grandchild for wealth. Yeah, and his teeth are like gray. <laughs> and he's like 90. He does have good eyesight, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's his one. It's one for TV. <laughs> Well, Annie's the head of the household. That's kind of neat. I guess, but they turn on real quick after he fi- they find out he's betrayed them. Yeah. By killing one of their own. That's true. That's not hot. It's not hot to kill your grandkid. <laughs> yeah, not hot. Who's <laughs> <laughs> next? Uh, let's go with Sally Peep. Sally. As we mentioned, played by Lucy Punch. Um, we know her also from Ella Enchanted, Series of Unfortunate Events, and Into the Woods. She's been in lots of stuff. Yeah. Um... I don't hot. know, Sally Peep hot? Yeah, hot. She's just, like, throwing herself at everybody, and she's so dumb. I can't say that I personally would act <laughs> like that. But I can see, like, men would find her, women, you know. I, I could see people finding her attractive, I guess. I Yeah, I guess. Like, she's 18, nubile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ready to get freaky, and <laughs> is, like, unfortunately murdered, so. I love um, her boots. Her, her Uggs are cool. so cute. But her headdress hat thing is just so horrible. Maybe it was like a family heirloom. She I'm going to give wear it. Lucy Punch a hot and Sally Peep a not. <laughs> I, can we do that? I no, didn't know I that. Not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can. Okay, I'll leave. I just find Sally Peep so annoying because when she like goes to Wilf and she's like, you made me look like a loser in front of the whole village. It's like, uh, no, you embarrassed yourself. Like Life lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, don't be such a bratty, annoying teenager. 
See, I'm like, oh, I would have done that. Like, <laughs> someone else for all my problems. Like, yeah. Um, I can see what you mean, though. That does turn me off of her her personality for sure. Well, you, you do you do hot, I'll do not. Okay. Split it. <laughs> all right, Virginia as a shepherdess. Totally hot. Very hot, yeah. Yeah, love her outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolf as a crazed lunatic. A crazed jaundiced lunatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Specifically the part where he's, like, all sexy telling, um... Uh, Virginia to like tie him up and make the ropes tighter and stuff like that. Oh, okay, that one seemed hot. But <laughs> <laughs> then he busts out with his jaundice eyes. <laughs> and then he's like sweaty the whole rest of it. I don't love that. <laughs> yeah, and he loses his like, um, his like signature like pompadourish type hair. Yeah, you're right. He gets all stringy and hot. Yeah, it like falls flat. That's and so he just true. like, like, I don't know, he has blood on him from, like, eating chicken carcasses. He didn't even cook them. <laughs> Little feathers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give Wolf as a crazed lunatic a not, except in that one scene where Virginia's tiring him up. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Because <laughs> he just sounds so sensual there. Yeah, he does. Uh, okay, our next one is the village idiot. <laughs> Why isn't he even on here? <laughs> because if we're we're basing all of these off of like their personalities anyway. And looks. <laughs> um okay. Village Idiot is played by Callum McPherson, who was actually in Merlin and a couple episodes of Penny Dreadful. Oh, uh, okay. Here. <laughs> yeah. That's what IMDB says. Yeah. According to them. <laughs> Stole I personally have never seen Callum McPherson <laughs> in anything else. <laughs> Not sure how anyone would recognize him. Like, yeah, he, he probably had the most expensive prosthetic in this whole movie was those fake teeth. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they were all, like, rotted and stuff. Well, hot or not. Um, talking about his rotted teeth, I'm gonna give him a knot. <laughs> He's so dedicated to his job. That's true. I, I do find that very hot. <laughs> However, no, his, he's not my type. Not. Yeah. Maybe if he had, like, a house. <laughs> maybe if he points. didn't live, like, next to a well. <laughs> I could do it with an uggo, but not if he's <laughs> homeless uggo. Yeah. Need a roof over our heads. But, yeah, like you said, he is very dedicated. And he <laughs> does have a good character arc because he starts off, he's like, oh, I'm just a half-wit. But then he completes his mission. His mission is to wait by that well until it has its waters back. And he does. Yeah. And then the end, he gets waters back. And he's like, I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> That's so true. He's so happy. So, yeah. So I like that for him. Um, but I don't like him for me. <laughs> well, I'm glad you feel happy for him, at least. You know, what's he going to do with his life now? Yeah, what's, what are his new ambitions? Maybe he becomes the next judge. <gasps> that would be cool. Get some new blood in the mm-hmm. judge room. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Judge, that's our last person on the Hot or Not list. Judge. Whose name we looked up just in case, like, it was called, like, Judge Smith. It's just Judge. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't get another name. (laughs) Played by Frank Middlemass, and we did not recognize a single show he was on, but he was in lots of TV in the 80s. Yeah, Oliver Twist was the only thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe watch that in, like, fifth grade choir when we had a substitute. (laughs) He watched the British television version. (laughs) Oh, probably not. (laughs) But it was, like, an old-timey library version. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Library quality. Yeah. Because we were singing that year. We sang that song in choir. Food. Glorious glorious food. food. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What would you give the judge? He's too paternally feeling like our own grandparents maybe so he's not hot to me per se i Um, agree i think he's like um 
he tries to be a morally upright citizen, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Like, he stands up to the peeps. But then he totally is, like, um, an accomplice to the really <laughs> shitty criminal justice system they have. <laughs> like, he's just totally fine with, like, letting people burn at the stake for with no evidence just because some sheep went into a pen with food in it. Yeah, and he, like, wants to get going. Like, he wants to do it fast, the trial. And he won't sell them. They When they find him in the restaurant, they're like, hey, so that mirror, can we buy back from you? Or, like, can you give it to us? Because it's kind of ours. And he's like, I'll kick you out of town if you talk about this again. Yeah. Like, he's, like, very, I don't know, set in his ways or something. But they're corrupt ways or not helpful ways. Yeah. So I'd give him a knot. And then the looks department, he's an old man, so <laughs> not really into that. Yeah, I feel like he smells like that gold Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's um, kind yeah, in a way, but yes. weird. Yeah. With the rules, like he said, mm-hmm. so not. Give him a not. We missing anyone for that? Um, I guess we can talk about Tony. Hot. <laughs> hot. <Always>. <laughs> <laughs> he saves the day. I'll give him a hot in the scene because he, like, fixes Prince, which he has been set out to do for a while now. He, like, concocts the plan of getting the mirror back and, like, ushers Virginia through all that stuff. Gets the lamb, gets the curtain. Gets the lamb, yeah, gets the curtain. He's, like, the action, man of action in this, which I find attractive. Has the bucket for the We Will Rock you. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, <laughs> backup DJ guy. Like, <laughs> percussionist. Oh, <Holy. laughs> And his uh, victory speech, I think, is funny. Yeah. <laughs> no one person could have done it or something. Yeah. Thank you. All teamwork. <laughs> yeah, but it was the sheep and shepherd nest. Like, why are you up there? Yeah, nobody even knew that they were together <laughs> until he like, ran up to grab that mirror off the stage. <laughs> uh, good stuff. And then it's great. The judge is like, and now we'll have best cheese in the village or whatever. I'm like, mm, I would love to try all that cheese. I would. And all those veggies. Yes. That would be delicious. Probably not the rack of ribs because I don't like eating buff bones, but. If the peeps made it, I would try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. That takes us through our standard segments. Um, we will take a break and you'll have a brief commercial brought to her by our sponsors. <laughs> and then we will um, go into our interview of our um uh, two fans who reached out to us, um, I guess fans of us, really fans of the Tenth Kingdom, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> reached out, and um, they're sisters who also grew up watching the Tenth Kingdom, so you'll hear their interview with us um, after the commercial break. Um, before we go to that, is there anything else left to say? I don't think so. We pretty much covered it. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see you sooner than like three months from now for episode six, um, but if not, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> In advance, yeah. But yeah, if so... Uh, well, we'll see. It'll be a surprise. But you can follow us on at Wendell Radio 10 at Instagram for notifications of new episodes. So that's about it. I guess uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you later. Huff Puff. Attention, idiots near and far. Do people call you dumb, stupid, or idiotic? If so, we might have an opportunity for you. Little Lamb Village Council is looking for a new village idiot to take up post in Little Lamb Village in the Fourth Kingdom. Our last idiot vacated the position when he graduated to complete idiot status, and now we have no one to tend our lovely wishing well, greet visitors, or perform general village idiot duties. As the Little Lamb Village idiot, you won't be paid for your efforts. Instead, you will gain valuable experience to advance your idiot career. You will also be given a cozy resting space in our courtyard along with a uniform that includes an all-weather hat and extremely fashionable neckerchief. 
If your parents said you are a moron who would never amount to anything, apply today. Reach out to the Little Lamb Village Council and tell us why we should choose you. Our applications are due by Prince Wendell's coronation. This message is brought to you by the Little Lamb Village Council. Morning. The following interview will discuss spoilers of the Tenth Kingdom. We've only made it through the fifth 45-minute chunk so far, and we will be discussing things that happened beyond this point. You have been warned. Welcome back to Wendell Radio. I'm Brianna. I'm Melissa. And today we have a special guest segment with people who aren't our family, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We found some fellow fans who are also sisters, and um, today we're going to have a little segment with them and uh, hear all their thoughts on the Tenth Kingdom. So, um, Anna, why don't you get us started off and introduce yourself, um, let us know where you grew up, where you live now, if you have any pets or kids, anything like that that you want to share about yourself. Hi, I'm Anna. I grew up in a small town called Metuchen, New Jersey, and I now live in Queens in New York City. And uh, no pets or kids, but I do have a husband named Matt, who right now is in... You pretty much have to treat like a pet. Oh, Laura, (laughs) he's going to listen to this. (laughs) Right now he's in our mailroom working on his writing, so I could have some peace and quiet for the interview. (laughs) Well, that was nice. (laughs) And Laura, how about you? You want to introduce yourself? I'm Laura, the one who just interrupted Anna, um, <laughs> like, like I have been doing for the past 27 years. Um, <laughs> I'm Anna's sister. I also grew up in Matusha, New Jersey. I currently live in Harlem in Manhattan. Um, and I live with a roommate who I've been roommates with since my freshman year of college. So about nine years now we've lived together. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. uh, who's the older sister? I am. Okay, I'm the older that, one too. <laughs> would you have guessed that she's the older one? Um, I don't know. People Maybe typically so. th- people typically think I'm older. That's they usually yeah. think Alyssa's older Everyone too. Everyone thinks I'm older. <laughs> yeah, she just looks more sophisticated than I do most of the time. Yeah, Laura <laughs> looks more sophisticated than I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, well, do you guys want to jump into our game? Yeah. Cool. Okay. okay. So some of these, we didn't know how hard to make it. Uh, yeah, okay, from one to 10, like how much of like a true fan would you say you are? Like 10, you know, all the words to every single line or one, you've seen it like once and you kind of remember it. I want to say like an eight, but I hope okay. that's not thinking too highly of my fandom. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say an eight too. Uh, I rewatched it. I rewatched it every few years. I rewatched it at the beginning of quarantine uh, and obviously I sought out the podcast, but I feel like there's probably more hardcore fans out there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> we, uh, we tried to make this like at the level of like a five or six, so we hope okay. we'll be good. But if not, cool. there's no prizes here. You're all winners already, so <laughs> we'll just go through it. Okay, so the first one is, this one's kind of long. I often think, why did I let her in? Didn't I know she was bad? And I did, of course. Of course I did. But I also knew that I couldn't keep the door shut all my life just because it was dangerous, just because there was a chance of getting hurt. I know it. Do you want to go Laura? No, you go, Anna. It's Snow White. Yes. Good job. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And that, of course, is at the end where they're stuck in the mine and uh, Snow White helps them get out. 
Um, okay. All right, next. our next one is a little shorter. Um, the people are so common. <laughs> Ooh. That's a hard one. I'll do my impression of it. Ah, the people are so common. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say it was him. Oh, it's Chris Wendell. The oh, dog. Yes, good, good job. job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, next is in a creepy sing-song voice, <laughs> but the character says, "A shepherdess makes quite a mess, but little lambs are lovely." Oh well, it's definitely somebody in the sheep town <laughs> you're great is, uh, sing song well there's the old guy but is it wolf it is wolf yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. stroking a rabbit and he sings that kind of to himself <laughs> slash the rabbit. <laughs> all right next one virginia forgive me i didn't mean to be so rude it's just my cycle coming on once a month, I get very irrational and angry, and I want to pick a fight with anyone who comes near me. That's Wolf, right? Yes. That is. Okay. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to switch down here. Yeah. Okay. Um, our mirror smashed. What can we do? Where the hell are the other two? That's Tony. I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> that one's actually Virginia. Oh, yeah. But you're fun. right. It was like they're right there together and they're trying to figure <laughs> out from that magic mirror where the other mirrors are. Um, but they have to do it in rhyme. So that was her little rhyme. <laughs> all right. All right. Wait, wait. I have a question. What is the point in having a door that has a horrible death behind it? Huh? <laughs> That's Tony. Yes. Right. Okay, I love that part. <laughs> yeah, with that frog. Okay, um, and nothing sets my nostrils twitching like bacon in the morning. Little pigs parading up and down with their curly corkscrew tails, bacon sizzling away on an iron frying pan. That's wolf, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it has <laughs> to be. <laughs> Pretty much any time there's food, you can guarantee it's wolf. Yeah. <laughs> it's bacon, that's for sure. <laughs> I only give to registered charities. Oh, that's Tony. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love that line. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, we do too. I just <laughs> we only caught it our last really watch through, I think, too. Mm -hmm. It was really funny. Like, Sorry. This, this old Mexican woman isn't gonna, she's not gonna get it. She's not gonna she's like uh, she's asking for money and he's like, I only give to registered charities. <laughs> <laughs> so she funny it is. <laughs> and yeah. that's like one of those lines that i didn't get when i was little yeah yes, exactly for sure it's like half a movie probably yeah <laughs> okay um let's see where were we okay i don't trust you at all you tried to eat my grandmother oh that's virginia virginia yes, yes. <laughs> butter would not melt in my mouth well it would melt of course it would melt but very slowly that's wolf in the trolls castle that is wolf yeah yeah we, we put a lot of wolf, yeah, we 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 of wolf lines yeah wolf has all <laughs> the best lines he does he's like the most quotable in my opinion <laughs> okay this is your second to last one all right mister i don't have to look but i can chop wood your name is rumpelstiltskin that's tony yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> all right and last but not least these shoes are scuffed and torn and badly cared for. Oh, it's one of the trolls. Is it? Oh, what, who's the the female troll's name? 
There's burly blabber, blabberwort and bluebell, and bluebell's the littlest. Is it blabberwort? Yes. I think you can knock your guys yourselves up to a 10 on the fame yeah. scale because you knew like all of those. Yeah, good job. <laughs> good job. Thank you. <laughs> um, so how'd you guys get introduced to the 10th kingdom? Well, I'll start. Um, this girl in our town named Alina, her mom would drop off her like old books for me to have and one was the novelization of the 10th kingdom and I didn't really I could tell there were like pictures from a live action adaptation in it but I didn't really know if the book had come first or what so I read the book and then I think I begged my mom to be <laughs> able to watch it because uh, she she was pretty strict when we were younger with what we could watch and then um, I think I watched it on a VHS at my friend Kara's house. And then at some point I got a whole, I don't know if we went to Blockbuster or I borrowed the VHS or DVD from somebody else, but at some point I made Laura watch it too. <laughs> yeah. That? Vividly. <laughs> Being the younger sister, I don't remember the first time I watched it or how I got into it. I obviously know it was through Anna, but I, I, I was thinking about this and I kind of don't remember a time when, Ted Kingdom wasn't part of my life like it was it was just something I always we always watched and talked about and referenced and because Anna showed it to me when I, at such a young age when I didn't get all the references um it's something that it was just kind of always there and I always enjoyed awesome yeah I was definitely the introducer for Alyssa as well yeah that's, that's funny. so odd yeah I don't know that I have a specific memory of us watching it together just yeah just we like we always watched it. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. could just quote it all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How interesting. Um, do you guys have any favorite scenes? Uh, I like the scene where Tony throws the frog into the fiery pit because <laughs> yeah. as someone who writes on occasion and also I recently started playing Dungeons and Dragons, I'm oh, like, nice. why can't things be? <laughs> you know, I feel like Tony in that moment, why can't things be this easy and <laughs> solved with brute force and not with the <laughs> reasoning uh and then also I like the it's kind of a creepy part but I like the part where they get high on the magic mushrooms <laughs> yeah. and there's the creepy dream sequence because I think more fantasy <laughs> adaptations need moments like really trippy moments like that I agree I watching Absolutely. that scene as a kid like I didn't really get it like I knew it was like oh this is like a dream thing but like or drugs or, or drugs or something yeah but now as an adult I'm like oh okay this makes a lot more sense yeah I didn't really get it either <laughs> I used to fast forward that part I really like, I didn't get it yeah <laughs> now it's one of my favorites too <laughs> what about you Laura I think my favorite part is although it is it's, kind of, it's not scary but at the whole the all the stuff in the um little Bo Peep town what's that town called uh Oh gosh, now I'm drawing a board. Little Lamb Village. Oh yes, yeah. Little Lamb Village. <laughs> I love all of that stuff um, because even though it's a very problematic and corrupt town or village, I just I thought all of that was so clever with how Virginia comes up with the song and how Tony manages to bring Prince Wendell back to life in time for the... Uh, shepherdess competition I just thought all of that was so clever um and I just I just loved all of that even though it's especially with the trial it's a not a very great place to live yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure <laughs> unless you had like yeah fresh veggies in your pockets or something for them to you know they would like yeah. you 
Um, and I definitely feel like that part is like the most succinct, like mini story of the whole thing. Yeah. Like that definitely has like a little plot all on its own, like a murder mystery solving type thing, which is cool. What's yeah. your favorite scene? Have we ever talked about that? I don't think so. I anything with Tony in it. Yeah. Also loves Tony. <laughs> Big Tony fan. Um, I really like when they're in the kissing town and they're gambling and trying to earn their funds and stuff. I think that might be my favorite scene too. I just love how romantic it is and like you can see them really falling in love and then Wolf messes it all up. Yeah and Tony like breaks his mirror and mm-hmm. oh, I like that. <laughs> Breaking the mirror stresses me out so much. I know. Especially when he's on that roof at that one point and like you're like it's gonna drop. It's gonna fall. <laughs> yeah and at that point after that point they faced so much like every time you think they got it they, they they lose the mirror again which is why it's so great obviously but it just so much stress and such yeah. a, in every episode <laughs> makes my heart pump I know. <laughs> um, do you guys have any favorite quotes or anything that you guys repeat have repeated over the years i mean i tried to make suck an elf happen and <laughs> 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 we used to say that a lot which i don't think my parents really approved of um <laughs> younger um and I still say nicey nice a lot I say it in the troll voice (laughs) Um, and then we also especially living in Manhattan we say East 81 street a lot oh I love it oh my gosh yeah, and you actually have occasion to cause to say it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Those are the exact three I was gonna say. Oh sorry. I, <laughs> I love I think East 81 Street is so funny because it makes sense. And if you think about it like someone who has ever been to this a city like this before, East 81, there you go. Um and I I do love suck an elf and nicey nice and anything related to the trolls. Yeah, we always quote um I don't know, a lot of wolf stuff, like yeah. even when it doesn't make sense like uh when he's um trying to cook the grandma in the beginning and he's like what do we have here three-year-old dry herbs yeah. it's like anytime we're cooking or i don't know eating stuff we always <laughs> bring that up that kind of, that's pretty relevant <laughs> the one troll line that we say a lot is the pocket oh yeah Did you put this in your pocket mm-hmm. when they get stuck in the um, elevator and they think they're in the <laughs> pocket so we're always like you know put it in your pocket like all yeah. the time <laughs> that's a good one it's just really very scary. quotable. It is. <laughs> um, if you were a person who lived in the Nine Kingdoms realm, what kingdom would you want to live in? Ooh. Laura, you can go first because I went first last time. I was thinking about this and I think, okay, this isn't, I guess I'm not super well versed in like each specific kingdom, but can I go by towns? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think I would live in a combination of the little lamb village minus the corruption. So like after (laughs) Virginia and company leave and like they've kind of ridden the town of the peeps, um, a combination of that plus uh, the kissing town with like a little less love. It's a little bit too lovey-dovey for me. So a combination of those two things. I was going to, I was going to say kissing town. The scenery is gorgeous. I was looking up the real town where it was shot. Yeah, do you remember what it's called? I know it's in France. We gotta look it up. I don't know. That's like our bucket list. We want to do like a travel around Europe and just go to all the filming locations. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. We should do that. That town yeah. is super cute. Where would you want to live? 
Um, anywhere but the third kingdom. Yeah, anywhere but the kingdom. troll kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the scenery when they're in the mountain region. I think that'd yeah. be cool. I was gonna say the mines, but then I don't really want to live in a mine. Yeah, so. <laughs> I do yeah. like when we were walking up that mountain path. I think that's really pretty. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Virginia's like climbing up the <laughs> the goat path, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Our, be cool, yeah. Our next question for you guys is if you guys went to the gypsy camp. <laughs> and you were put on the spot to sing something um, by the gypsies in order to show them like that you appreciate their hosting you. What song would you just be able to sing at the drop of a hat blue? <laughs> or perform, I guess you could. He doesn't, well, he likes to like, sing us a song. Yeah. But if you know how to play accordion or like violin or something, and you grab <laughs> one of their instruments. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a possibility too. I'm really bad with lyrics to songs. Um, I, there are very few songs that I probably know all the words to. Um, but I think I would try to go with Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac, you know, play on words. Um, but I also kind of like what Tony does, where he just kind of like thinks whatever's on his mind and says it and just, just sings as long as he can until it's over. <laughs> I feel like that's, I'd be nervous. So that's what I would do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was also going to play on words and I was going to sing something. I always joke that the only songs I know are Broadway musicals or female singer songwriters. So I was going to sing something from the musical Gypsy. And okay. the song that immediately comes to mind, although it's not really apropos, is Have an Egg Roll, Mr. Goldstone. <laughs> we have previously talked about this and uh, we also chose songs for musicals. Uh, and I chose... Um, when you're good to mama from Chicago, oh, I, nice. like I could belt it out and like do a little fan dance maybe and like make it entertaining. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I chose uh, Pirelli's Miracle Elixir from Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> those are good choices. It's about growing hair. Yeah. Which ends up happening. <laughs> and I feel like the people, the gypsies, they would understand a little bit more. Yeah, rather than yeah, Tony's song. <laughs> <laughs> They get the references. Yeah. Um, another song question. Um, if you guys had to do the Shepherdess contest, what sheep or lamb inspired song would you sing? <laughs> that's a hard one. That's a hard one. He's like, Tony's like, just put sheep words to it. Yeah. Like, that's harder than it sounds. <laughs> so my favorite song is Hey Ya by Outkast. I feel like it's so upbeat and you can't be sad when you're listening to it. It's so fun. So I would do... Um, the part where they go shake it shake it shake it like a polaroid picture but do shear it instead oh that's all i got but i'm gonna go with it because i feel like it would create the vibe that virginia created where everyone's chanting along and mm -hmm. i'd win <laughs> you totally win <laughs> i have to say whenever i hear we will rock you now i can only think of we will we will shear you <laughs> same us <laughs> too yeah um I would sing, I was trying to think of something, it's not explicitly sheep themed, but I was trying to think of something kind of fresh faced and country themed. And I came up with um, Poor Wandering One from Pirates of Penzance. Nice. I, thought, I thought it was properly pastoral. Yes, and I thought, yeah, it's kind of, you know, you can kind of tie it into the sheep wandering around. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so on brand for you. I know. <laughs> Can you think of one? We haven't previously discussed this. No, and I've thought about this for like 10 years. Really? I don't know what I was saying. Because no. they sang Baba Black Sheep and Mary, and Mary Had a Little Lamb. Aren't there other sheep songs? 
No, because it's just um, Wilbur, or what's her name? And yeah, Mary so she goes, okay. Well, I'd have to keep thinking on that. I don't know. Yeah, but you guys had great answers. Yeah, you guys had great answers. <laughs> Those are good. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, next question. Um, and this is obviously a bit of a spoiler for our listeners because we're not there yet, but we'll warn them ahead of time. I'm sure um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you guys surprised that Christine turned out to be the evil queen? Um, I'll start. I, I don't know if I was surprised because I don't know if at that point I put together uh, I studied screenwriting in college, so now I get paying off your setups, but at that age, I don't think I really got it, where it's like, oh, she has a missing mother, and she has trust issues, and what could, what could that possibly mean? In hindsight, I don't think I'd be surprised at all. I ruin sitcom episodes with my husband a lot, because I call things that are gonna happen, um, but yeah, at that time, I don't know if I registered it surprised or not, but I think it's a really, really smart screenwriting decision. Yeah, especially because it's not like revealed, I don't think at all until then. Like you said, they do the setup, but there's not really any like clues, you know? Unless it's just like- really intuitive. Yeah. yeah. How about you, yeah, Laura? Were you ever surprised? I agree with Anna because I was so little when I watched it. I think I just kind of enjoyed- the fairy tale vibe and the things that I thought were funny at the time, which I still think are funny, but obviously now I appreciate the other humor as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't necessarily get the plot devices. Um, So so now it makes total sense and I can (laughs) see it coming more, but back then I just thought the evil queen was really scary. Yeah, I remember thinking like she was scary, but I loved all of her outfits so much. Yeah. Those collars. <laughs> yes. Oh, they're great. And the weird like jewelry that like jets out and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any um, favorite outfits from the series? I was just looking on Pinterest yesterday for 10 Kingdom pictures and somebody made a nice collage of all of Wolf's outfits. And I love his like red velvet kissing town three piece suit. Yeah. Yes. That's a good one. We have always wanted Virginia's outfit, like, because it's, like, so versatile. She has, like, the long coat and then, like, the little um, sweatshirt and, like, her skirt and everything. I do like that skirt. But I also think that, like, doesn't Virginia get tired of wearing the same outfit for so long? She must be, like, exhaust, like, want to change and put on sweatpants or something. Seriously, my question is always, like, did they just buy a ton of underwear like where what are they doing like where are they showering and like she they must smell yeah, the entire time and she sews that outfit um yes. out of like the curtains and so you think she could have yeah she could have made whipped them up like a ton of new outfits yeah oh yeah <laughs> um do you guys like fairy tales like what's your favorite fairy tale i love fairy tales um i'm, I'm trying to think of my favorite well I love in terms of modern takes on it I loved Ella Enchanted the book when I was younger um which has a connection to 10th Kingdom because Lucy Punch who plays uh Sally Peep was in um she's one of the evil stepsisters in Ella Enchanted the movie which um the movie is kind of uh, (laughs) um in, in my opinion but I love the book and then um I don't know I just I like a lot of fantasy. Um, I always liked, uh, let's see. I mean, I like Cinderella retellings. I like Sleeping Beauty. I love the Disney Sleeping Beauty. Um, there's a There was a YA novel that was a retelling of The Goose Girl, an old fairy tale, which I really liked. 
Um, so yeah, and anything to do with that, I love. I feel like a lot of fairy tales scared me. Like I remember I had a, a big picture book of Snow White when I was little and the witch scared me when she came to poison the apples and Sleeping Beauty scared me because of the needle thing. They all kind of scared me a little bit. Not that I didn't enjoy them. Like I love Tim Kingdom, even though the Huntsman and the Evil Queen freak me out mm. even today a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like, like I like Snow White and Cinderella. I don't know who's my favorite, um, but they, they all are a little scary. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Especially like, yeah, the actual versions, like the grim versions and stuff. They're all a little yeah. horrific. Little, yeah, horrific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cutting off feet in Cinderella. Yes. And blinding the stepsisters, like the birds blind them and all that kind and of stuff. Of corset, Snow White. Yeah, Snow White getting crushed by the corset. Yeah, it's all a lot. <laughs> What's your favorite fairy tale? Um, I really like um, Hansel and Gretel. Oh, yeah. That's always a favorite, but kind of in the Tenth Kingdom realm. I really enjoy Sleeping Beauty, I think, is yeah. my fave. I like Sleeping Beauty, and I like I like Rapunzel a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. We're also big um, Into the Woods fans. Yeah. So, Me too. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always liked fairy tales. But I don't know why, because we've never really had kid picture books or anything. Probably the Tenth Kingdom. Yeah, I think the Tenth Kingdom <laughs> yeah. is definitely what did it. It's a good choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, do you guys have any other thoughts or anything on the Tenth Kingdom? Anything you want to share? Anything that we haven't really talked about? Uh, shout out to Scott Cohen for giving a performance that was full of commitment. As a sometime actor, I look at that and I'm like, that is... That's like acting and not apologizing for any of your crazy <laughs> acting choices. Uh, I tagged him on Twitter when I was rewatching it at the beginning of quarantine, and I wrote about how it's a great performance in terms of commitment. And he liked the tweet, so that was. <gasps> that was and he also seems he seems like a real wife guy on Instagram, which I love. He's always promoting his wife's children's books. So. Oh. <laughs> I love that. He's a sweetheart in real life. Too. I also want to shout out um the dog i don't know what the dog's acting career was like before or after but that dog can act <laughs> also i like i like prince wendell the dog better than prince wendell the person um but the dog is just so talented you're so true right and i've never thought about that before like i wonder if that's the same dog the whole time or if you know how like sometimes they have like different dogs or whatever for yeah. different scenes he looks yeah, how pretty many, consistent how many takes do they have to do to get the dog to do what they wanted yeah i'm like like because he even puts his arm on on tony and he like gambles gam- and- yeah that's <laughs> all that stuff you're so right that's interesting we'll have to look that up and- yeah <laughs> that um so anna we heard that you can do a diane weist impersonation mm-hmm. would you like to do that for our listeners <laughs> yes so i was okay, studying cool. it today and um what I think is, I'll preface this, <laughs> what I think is interesting is that she has this very soft way of speaking that she uses in the Woody Allen films. Um, <laughs> and then she has a totally different way of speaking in Tenth Kingdom. So I thought it was funny. I'm better at the former. So I thought it would be funny if I tried to do her as the evil queen with her yes. normal voice. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so although Laura would say a joke, you have to explain it's not a joke. So <laughs> all right, let me think about this. If I find out that you've ruined my plans 
at all. I will kill your children in front of you. Oh that was good. That sounds my husband like her. <laughs> Thank you. I was studying her Oscar speech this morning. Um, well, here's one. Don't cancel me, but here. <laughs> uh, thank you for this, Woody. Thank you for this Oscar. Of course, I, I know you couldn't make the ceremony because you're playing clarinet at the Carlisle on, on Monday nights. Oh my gosh, that's really good, Anna. Oh, thank you. I was so nervous. No, um, no let me see if I could do another evil queen line. I don't know you. You're not my daughter. I've never met you. Kill her. <laughs> thank you for doing that. That was awesome. Thank you. I was working on it all morning. I love it. Yeah, it's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, can we do any impersonations with anybody? No. Maybe well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to work on something for whatever. We have so British accents down pretty well. Yeah, oh, I mean, nice. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think. thanks to watching Harry Potter and Spice World and Austin Powers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, that took me a little in our formative years. It's quite the trifecta of fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our parents were not strict about what we watched. So. <laughs> Just recently watched Austin Powers for the first time because my husband husband loves SNL so he loves Mike Myers um and I was telling my parents about it and my mom my, my mom always says things are yucky when she doesn't like this yeah. so she's like Austin Powers is yucky <laughs> did you enjoy it yeah I liked it um it's really like talk about committing to a character he really commits yeah. to both characters and I actually kind of prefer Dr. Evil to Austin Powers yeah, and I think um, I think he actually created. Well, I can't remember why he created that, but I think he is Doctor Evil was like one of the first characters that he he was like, oh, I want to do something with this, and then you know created the whole thing. Oh, and then Austin <laughs> came second. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. That's what I read one time. I don't know. Don't quote me. <laughs> also, speaking of British accents, I wanted to shout out Tenth Kingdom for letting Americans take center stage because so much fantasy has British protagonists um so it's kind of nice to see American actors um and you mentioned a book series called Gormenghast yes yeah can you share a little bit about that that sounded really interesting too Mm -hmm. yeah I actually want to start I've never run a podcast before but I kind of want to start my own podcast called Gormenghast so Ah, you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) we're shaking her head um So it's a British fantasy. Well, it gets classified as fantasy, but there's no magic. It's just really atmospheric and gothic. It was written in the 40s and 50s. There's three books, sort of four, depending on how you count. And it's about a uh, gothic like city-state castle where everything is very stratified. And there's specific rituals that the ruling family has to do every day. And everybody's kind of a little bit crazy because of the isolation. And then this um, sociopathic kitchen boy rises from the kitchens and ingratiates himself with the ruling family. And he's basically the only person to ever increase his lot in life in the castle, but he does it in a very murderous way. Uh, and it's, it's really, really good. I read it um, over quarantine and it hooked me. So there's a BBC adaptation, which... You can certainly view as in conversation with the Tenth Kingdom because it's also a mini series from 2000. Uh, I don't think there's any acting overlap, but there's 
ton of British actors, many of whom went on to Harry Potter the next year, uh, both Uncle Dursley and Aunt, Uncle Vernon and uh, Aunt Fiona are in it. <laughs> and um, it's, but I, I would say the books are better, really, really good. And there's, um, Neil Gaiman has the rights to do a series of it. So who knows, it's in development hell right now, but maybe that'll yeah. happen. Maybe we'll cross our fingers for it. That'll be cool. Yeah. I love Neil Gaiman. I love Stardust. That's one of my favorites. Have you guys seen yeah, that? Yeah. I'm trying to read more of his stuff. Yeah. There's a movie of Stardust as well. I don't think I've read, I've read some of the book, I think. It's but really the movie's really good. But yeah, another another fantasy that has some British actors, but a lot of American ones. So that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't catch it. Well, um, that's all of our prepared questions that we have for you guys. Um is there anything else you guys want to chat about as far as the Tenth Kingdom goes? I just think more people should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that kind of goes without saying, but I'm always a little shocked when I mention it to my friends and none of them know of it or have seen it yeah. because it is such an important part of my childhood. Yeah, we feel the same way. I know two people in my real life who have seen it. Like, well, besides you, you're three. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I don't know why, because I feel like it aired, well, I don't know, maybe we should look up, like, the ratings and the air dates and stuff and see, like, how many people actually watched it when it was on. Yeah. Um, but I imagine it would have been a lot, because, like, that's back in the era where they had, like, the family nights and stuff, like, on Disney and ABC and, um, you know, all that stuff. So, I don't know. I'm all, I'm, I, too, am surprised that there aren't more fans. So, that's one of our goals with this podcast, is to just spread the love and maybe someone will, you know, get into it. <laughs> Yeah, especially I love that. Kind of a, yeah. Now. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Well, any um, final thoughts on the Tenth Kingdom? No. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, so, do you guys have anything you want to plug or any social media information you want to leave for our listeners so they can find you? My Twitter is Anna Philomena at Anna Philomena. That's A N N A P H I L. O-M-E-N-A. And then my Instagram is at Anna Arbor. Uh, A-N-N-A-A-R-B-O-R. I can't spell. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, my Instagram is at LP17 underscore. Um, and also I just started an Etsy store um, called Lola N, like the letter Stitch. So like Lilo and Stitch, but Lola and Lola. Stitch. Because oh, Lola, the one I name I wanted was taken on Etsy, so don't buy from them. <laughs> I mean, support whoever you want. Buy from, you can buy from. Um, and so I do a lot of like cross stitch. Um, I sell patterns and some completed framed uh, things. A lot of like reality TV slogans and also some like self care items uh, slogans and stuff. So check it out. All right. Well, awesome. thank you, Wonderful. listeners. You heard it here. Go check them out. Um, and thank you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. So yay, thank you so much, Anna and Laura. We really appreciate you guys coming on to do that um, guest segment. And it's just so nice to meet fellow Ten Kingdom fans, especially ones who are sisters. You know, that's just fun because, I don't know, because we're sisters. It was just nice to meet you guys. So yeah. thank you guys so much. The stars were aligning on that one. Yeah, for sure. It was meant to be. Uh, but yeah, I really loved all of their um, favorite characters and quotes. And uh, I feel like, you know, it's, we're all on the same you know, kind of page with all that stuff. I feel like they've really taken time to, like, you know, analyze it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of feeling a little 
Like, I need to go back and <laughs> yeah, rewatch it again. Yeah, and solidify all my ideas. And, and Anna's Diane Beast impersonations were so good. I got goosebumps. <laughs> Me too. And, oh my gosh, that was... The only thing I've really seen Diane Weist in is not the Evil Queen, is the aunt in Practical Magic. Yeah, she was great in that. And that's exactly what she sounded like Yeah, <laughs> she did. The margarita part or yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone left <laughs> it on the porch. <laughs> oh yeah, we were just talking about Practical Magic and their spell for Listeners, men. yeah, we're always talking about Practical Magic. <laughs> if it's got witches, if it's got fairy tales. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> it was If it was made in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the crowning glory of cinema. Cinema, in our opinion. <laughs> I wonder if that's how all people feel like the, um, like the era that you like were a middle school or high schooler is like your favorite era of music and TV or like shows or movies. Oh, heck yeah. That's like the whole like kids these days, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. The second I got out of high school, I was like kids these days. Yeah, they don't know it. They don't have the 10th kingdom of practical magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't get to go to the Harry Potter midnight premieres and things like that. That's true. Oh, we grew up in such a good time. We did. We were very lucky. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Yeah, and thank you, um, listeners. We hope you enjoyed that interview. If you would like to maybe be a guest in our next next guest segment, just email us at Wendell Radio 10 and we'll see what we can work out. Um, and I guess with that, we'll, we'll sign see. off. Yep. Puff, puff. Puff, puff.